we've got our community stories, and this is definitely a very important community story to tell, and that is about the United Way and the work it does. And they had a big kickoff yesterday for the upcoming year in terms of raising funds for the important work that the organization does. And with us now, we've got the president of the United Way, Barb Kaus. Good morning, Barb. Good morning. How are you? It's good to see you. Now, you had a big fun day yesterday because you had a big kickoff. We did. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that. What is happening with United Way now? So that is our kickoff is for our 2024 campaign. And so we're always fundraising the fall before we um, allocate the dollars out and start passing those out. And that would be in January 2024. So it's really important that we hit the goal that we set within about three months um, then to let the programs and initiatives know that are getting funding, um, that they will be getting it. They have an earmark for it. And so then we hit it, then they know um, that they can plan ahead. Plan ahead, you know, and it's it's, uh, it's hard too because it's um, January, right? So they have it in their budget, hopefully, to get the funding, but they won't know until we um, call our campaign and saying that we hit the goal. All right. Every year, it seems like the goal goes up. So let's talk about what is this year's goal and what are you hoping to achieve in so that it does go up every year because the need's going up as we all are feeling that ourselves in our personal lives of the economy, the way things are at. More and more individuals are falling into the bucket of need that never, ever thought they would be. And they were managing paycheck to paycheck. And that can't happen anymore, just the way everything is skyrocketing. So within that, we have to make sure that we are always looking at the whole and where we are services are needed and how much you know where does our benchmark need to be for our campaign and then grow from there even um, beyond that like we did this year um so our benchmark is two million two hundred fifty thousand a hundred thousand more than last year and well that's a hundred thousand more mm -hmm. okay and so we want to hit that for sure and then from there raise even more funds to extend out more dollars to the um, beautiful programs that we're supporting they're doing all the hands-on work um, that are doing beautiful job between basic needs, health, and education, but also then also put dollars towards initiatives that really need a light shined on them. So, Barb, how long have you been with United Way? I've been with United Way nine years now. When you started back nine years ago, almost a decade now, what do you remember what the goal was back then when you first started? It was about one million eight hundred and I think ninety some thousand or something like that around that. So it's gone up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And when did the United Way actually start in Mankato? Do you know the, the history? Yeah, bit? it's um, actually 92 years. So we have wow. been around a long time. You're, you're right. Um, so this year we have been really blessed. Like we said, we had our, our benchmark for the 2150000 for 2023. And we surpassed that by beautiful donations and support and also initiatives that we brought in additional funding for that need, um, like you talked with Paul Peterson, mental health is number one issue and um, need arms wrapped around that. And so we actually allocated out this year to the programs and to these initiatives three point or $2.8 million. So way above what our goal was. And that's what our goal again for 2024 will be is to surpass it like that and make more of an impact. But yes, we've been around 92 years serving um, the beautiful community. And now we're in the region of, you know, Blue Earth, Nicholas Sewer, and Wasika counties. We're responsible for all those areas. And it's important that we, like I said, hit our benchmark goal and then grow from there. Do most United Ways cover generally a city or a bunch of counties? Or how do most United Ways, I guess you mentioned that you've expanded into these other counties. So how, how does that usually work in, a, in an area? So we are assigned zip codes oh, okay. um, within our area. And then often it could be expanded 
depending mm-hmm. on if other United Ways are staying um, existent or not. Um, it's like for Wasika, we were asked to take on by Worldwide, United Way oh, Worldwide, to okay. say that um, Wasika is asking that another United Way embrace their county. And so we embraced it right away. And so that's how we end up getting additional counties and the zip codes within those counties. So that's how it's broken down. And every United Way is independ- independently ran. Um, we are not ran by the worldwide at all. We're, well, you we're, aren't. we're here locally looking for the gaps that need our arms around it. So we're all um, making the decisions we need to make to keep our com- community sustainable and for this generation and future generations. So our what we focus on is basic needs, health, and education. And the reason we do those three pillars is that's what keeps our community strong and balanced. And so United Way, think of it as the balancer, making sure that we have those three pillars are, are there and servicing individuals. Because if someone's been identified in one area, they need help in about 13 additional areas to get out of what we call that bucket of need. So that's why you won't see United Way focus on um, one area at all. Okay. Um, we think uh, we look at the whole. Um, and we will continue to do that because if we don't do that, there's no one else doing it. And so they come very, um, becomes very self-focused. And when you, you do that and there's not anyone balancing out overall to making sure that the, all these segments are being taken care of, our community will, will falter. There's no doubt. That's what I was going to say. If you didn't have a United Way, what would happen to all these organizations that rely on your support? I mean, I was trying to picture for 92 years, this has been obviously like, a part of the community that wouldn't even be existing. So what would it look like without a United Way? I, w- I hate to even think of it because it'd be very scary. Um, there, When you think of the dollar amount that's going back into mm-hmm. the community, just that alone, and then the convening that's not even a part of that, you know, the convening of on issues and, like I said, bringing the light to topics that are most don't want to talk about wouldn't be happening. And the reason they're happening now is because individuals reached out to us and said, we need to educate and um, find solutions for these um, issues that we have going on. And so that's all driving from the force of, of United Way and the community members coming together as one. And so we wouldn't have that unity, no. And one of the things on you, you just gave me a sheet here talking about the, the, the basic pillars, as you call them, the basic needs, the education and the health areas. And one of the things that the United Way does, it's community-led. It's not Barb Cows saying, well, we should do this, this, and this. Let's talk about that process and how that results in you addressing all the needs that are out there. Great question to bring up. So it's called our vetting process. Mm-hmm. And that, too, is 92 years old. How's that? Oh, it is? Yeah. Really? Okay. Um, so what it is is that it's a citizens throughout our four-county area, the Blue Earth, Nicollet, LeSueur County, and Wasika County get together and um, there's about 90 individuals that break up through these different pillars. Um, as you can see, there's eight of them. And what they do in that is that they review the agencies, the programs are asking for funding. And that happens in the spring prior to now when we're doing our campaigning part. So we need to have agencies and programs approved. And then we need to know what dollars it is that we're going for. And then we go for our, our campaign. Um, so the citizens break out in these groups and then they... Um, determine where the dollars are going to go. It's Like you said, it's not me, it's not my board, and it's definitely not worldwide. We're definitely independently ran. We make the decisions because we know what we need here within our communities um, to make them, again, like I said, strong and balanced. And so these individuals will take time in the spring to interview, review, vet, um, 
and see where the dollars are going to be spent, what have they done to improve lives, or what are they going to do to improve more lives, um, and then also share, you know, where exactly show where the dollars are going to be on their profit and loss statement. So it's a really important piece too, and also that there's no duplications because we don't want to have dollars going out to the same thing in multiple places. Let's be efficient um, with the dollars and. So then they will bring forward what they feel where the dollars should go. They'll earmark the different programs that they feel that should get additional dollars if we surpass our goal and um, go from there. It's really it's really cool. And then sometimes initiatives come out of that that we haven't had our, our pulse on. But through the conversations, we see that there's a definitely a big gap in a certain area. We'll bring strength together and convene individuals and bring dollars forth and, and get them taken care of. Can you think in the past, you've been here nine years, that of any areas that maybe were not on your radar that have been because of this community input? Oh, yes. Um, so we've done a lot of like convening education. So sex trafficking prevention would be a big one. And so when we are going through the vetting process and that, learning about the great works that Lutheran Social Services is doing in that and the not a number and um, also the training of businesses to what to look for when they're going in to do um, work in a home or in, in a hotel room. That came up, and we've been probably now maybe four years back, we started doing um, seminars, if you want to call it, or educational pieces where we bring individuals together from the community, the region, to learn more about how we can prevent. And yet, it is happening here. It's really sad, and it's unfortunate, but we're wrapping our arms around to educate so we all can protect our little ones, because they definitely are not for sale. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that, that one up, because that was something, until the United Way brought it up, I wasn't aware that it was happening. I thought, well, not Mankato, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, mm-hmm. you know, a smaller community, that sort of thing. So it is interesting that that's one that you, you just shared now. And the other one I think a lot of is with the COVID and that is a lot of the mental health issues that seems to have evolved. Right. So before COVID, we, you know, we saw the escalation of individuals trying to get into services, right, in the the devastation of the substance abuse, what's happening with that and how that that affects your your mental health. But also then with the with the children and their development where they're at. And you just could kind of see that piece going. But well then COVID came along and then that just really um, put a big wrench in all of that and really I'd say escalated it to huge numbers of individuals that trying, trying to get in and couldn't get in, not enough providers to help with all the crises going on. And then there's suicide prevention. You know, part of that mm-hmm. is that, um, like we said, um, substance abuse, which we're doing an advocacy group on that, the disorder of that, and trying to just find solutions within it. But mental health is our number one issue. And everything stems from mental health. And if you aren't in the right mindset, no matter what age you're in, you think horrible things. And so we're really trying to get the message out there that everyone is loved and cared for and their life is worth living. And so we're working really hard in bringing education to our four county area. And actually it's gone beyond that now, which we're very proud of um, to help reduce those thoughts. And anti-bullying is another part of that. And so we're working really, really closely with the districts in our four county area to help um, resolve that. Has mental health always been one of the top priorities, or is that something that's more developed as the years have gone on? It's been an issue, the number one issue, for many years, but it's escalated with COVID. And so as I saw the escalation happening right when COVID hit and then through those two years, unfortunately, um, it it hit every age level. And so our little ones in school, and Paul will talk to that too um, very strongly, is that they became very behind 
um, social emotional development, their academic development, and then how they feel about themselves. And there's just a really sad piece of it. And there's a lot of suicidal thoughts um, that we want to get rid of. And so that's why we went forward and we saw the need and actually was brought to our attention by um, social workers and and counselors, school counselors here locally, mm-hmm. that brought forth saying that they needed a navigator, they need someone to help them. There's so many kids that need to be connected to outside resources that they can't even get to them, and they really need to be doing the hands-on work. How can they get someone to help them with the parent or the guardian and the child to go through the process of getting connected to outside sources? And so we did a pilot position. We're very thankful that District 77 Paul and his team um, embraced it and said, yes, we want to go forward with you, United Way. Let's get it done. And so that's where we were at. And that proved itself out. Great outcomes we've had from that. And now it's actually going to be regional positions. We'll have two in District 77 and two in the regional, helping our little ones cope and get the connections they need to be um, strong. Wonderful. Well, that sounds like that. that is a great opportunity. Uh, Op- thing that has come out of, I guess, all that, that you've been doing and the work you've been doing. Paul, I mentioned to Paul I wanted to talk more about mental health, and you've kind of addressed some of that right now, so thank you. One of the things you talk about is the community-led vetting. Who are these community folks? I mean, you, you obviously, they're folks that are in the, the, the bowels of doing all the work, so how do you get to be a person who's on this to help decide what's what are some of the issues? They just need to volunteer. Oh, okay. Just say that they want to be a part of it. They're welcome. It's it's people just like you and me. It's all different ages. It's all different work. It could be retirees. It could be anyone who wants to be a part of the process of deciding where the dollars are going to go. And it's peer dollars, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a group of individuals that say these programs have been vetted out and they are a five star plus right Mm -hmm. agencies to give funding to and programs to support and that they put their stamp on it and that that's a really powerful statement i believe to have local citizens approving that other local citizens give their dollars to these agencies versus outside and that's great you know that a lot of the agencies have outside um approval um, for dollars but this is local individuals saying Friend, I'm okay. I, I think you should donate to this because we vetted it out and we see the dollars here locally helping our local individuals that need help, I think is a, is a huge statement. Because I was wondering if it was social workers or, or you know. No, it's anyone. It's anybody. It's anyone. So you just, if you need, want, or you just volunteer basically. Right. You okay. volunteer and do it. It's about probably about a, a day, a full day of probably interviewing and okay. vetting out and maybe a little bit. A few hours before that for some training on that sure. um, and then if you are a chair of one of these pillars like through basic needs education or health then you bring back what the um, committee what those volunteers have said where they think the funding should go to and then all the chairs the chair of the basic needs education and health come together and then they determine from there what has needs more funding than not and they they negotiate with each other if they could say so Barbara if somebody's listening to this and they wanted to volunteer is there a timeline that you need to do this by? Mm-hmm. What is the process? Sure. Um, they should get a hold of Elizabeth Harstead now, and that would be at United Way, 507-345-4551, and all the way through this fall, and let her know that they want to be a part of the process. She'll start putting those teams together okay. to start doing the review process um, beginning of next year, so beginning like January, February, and then they'll start going out in April, May, start doing the review process. So. As soon as you know, if you want to be a part of it, get the name in. It's a lot okay. easier for Elizabeth to break up and make the teams. 
um, and get them out there. And you get to meet a lot of different people too, right? And what that the cool piece of it too is it gives a lot of these programs exposure they would have never had before. And so they can share about the great works that they're doing with community citizens who are going to go out there and probably volunteer, probably donate directly to, and get other people involved within those causes that are, are dear to their hearts. So it's a great way to for them to share their story and what they're doing. Is it primarily nonprofits then that you are donating to that mm-hmm. are led by someone, I assume? But It has to be a nonprofit. Oh, it has to be a nonprofit. It, okay. it, yeah, it does for us to give any funding to, yes. All right. And what are basic needs? That's one of your pillars, basic needs. What sorts of things are we talking about that you would be supporting that might be of interest to folks to say, I want to donate to this? So it's emergency services and supporting individuals and families. So it's um, advancing the common good by providing basic needs like food, clothing, shelter, emergency services would be Mm -hmm. our first pillar. And the second is increasing self-sufficiency through building systems of support of individuals and families. So that's the supporting individuals and families. So for instance, Good Counsel Learning Center. Is we give scholarships to the adult program. Sure. So individuals who don't have English as their first language, they're trying to f- communicate and navigate throughout our system, and even even those that do have it uh, as their first language need help. And so we give scholarship dollars towards that to help advance people um, within their, their abilities. And we just have, like, the Life Work Planning Center, too, is a really cool one, too, and that's um, women in transition, women who had been taken care of before and their life was going down a certain path and all of a sudden something, a wrench is into it and they have to start providing for themselves. Um, they do a beautiful um, job with that. So those are some of the, the pieces of the supporting individuals. And then on the other side, you have um, Bethlehem Inn, say, of Wasika, and that's emergency shelter. It's a beautiful shelter that, that is there. And then we have the Salvation Army, of course, which is great here, located here, that service people all over. We have the St. Peter area um, food shelf, which is a children's weekend food program. We give uh, quite a few dollars um, towards that. So we're just, we're out there all over in all different ways supporting. So there is um, actually 62 programs that we're supporting the 2024 campaign um, inside 43 agencies. And that's a pretty powerful statement. So that um, has grown. That's seven more than what we had last year. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Has that increased through the years then, I mm-hmm. assume? Mm-hmm. Okay. Any projections what it might be next year in 2024 with your new your new goal, as you, you mentioned? I'm hoping that, you know, if there's some new ones that come up, that's great and that they're, they're, they're needed in our community. But I'm really hoping that we can not have to grow in more providers of nonprofit because that means that we're just not getting better and better, right, as a community. Uh And so I look at it as I would like to see um, that not grow as much. And how do we get to what we call upstream? So we have a Women with Heart event coming up this coming Wednesday, August 2nd. And you're welcome to attend if you'd like to attend. I'd be happy to have you there as a guest. Probably hard when you have have this job. Um, (laughs) But anyways, so what we're doing is we have actually Nancy Fitzsimmons coming from here, MSU, Mm -hmm. and she's speaking on behalf of upstream. And so that's prevention. So finding out what the cause is and where does the cause start. And so we have a lot of wrapping our arms around what we call midstream to try to catch people, you know, as they fall in and bring them back out and, you know, trying to get them to be, you know, self-sufficient. But what is the the, the cause for that? So we're putting a lot of attention to that this year. And so that was what we're going to be focusing more on. It's part of the education process Mm -hmm. of that. You have to say, as a community or communities, how do we come together to 
go to the hit the cause part of it. So we don't have all these trickle effects like we just talked about mm-hmm. having to have more nonprofits to do more needs. We can go up to the top and, and do all we can to prevent more and more people falling into the bucket of need. Do you know how many people you serve? You mentioned you've got 62 programs, um, over 43 agencies. I don't know if you can quantify that yeah, even. Yeah, we can't. It's well over 60,000 now. Wow. It was 50, a little over 51,000. With the suicide prevention and the navigator posi- um, position that we have supported getting done, we don't, it's not a program of ours. It's just one that we, we saw the gap and we made it happen. Um, that part of it and the substance um, abuse piece of it, we are... Um, we're well over that. And so the kids that we talked to, and that would be um, high school, junior high and high school, and a few community members were over 10,000 when we brought in Emma Benoit, a survivor of mm-hmm. suicide attempt. And she actually came to MSU itself and spoke here. Um, anyway, she, within a year's time, we had her to all the, the high school and junior highs, and she touched that many lives and um, saved a lot of lives. Yeah, and, you know, I went to, to her perform or her presentation and it is amazing and it was really neat to see that she was brought back a number of times mm-hmm. to to share that message because it was so powerful so it's great to yeah. see that if people want to donate what do they have to do what's the what's the process for that it's really easy go to mankatounitedway.org and you can donate online or call our call our number the 507-345-4551 and give your credit card over the phone Come in and meet with us if you want to know more in detail about what United Way is doing. If you want to, there's an interest that's sparked by listening to this. Be happy to get you involved in volunteering. That's that's huge for us. Thousands of people volunteering and help us do what we do. Um, make it happen. We couldn't do it without without our volunteers. That's for sure, and the community members around. So yeah, it's it's a very easy process. Um, but I would invite others to volunteer and learn more about the great works that um, United Way is convening to get done on some some tough issues, but also then the beautiful programs are getting funding uh, because of the hard work that they're doing within the, um, like we said, the pillars of basic needs, health and education, that important piece of it, but and learn more about them and what they're doing. Now, you handed me a sheet when we came in. It's a way to donate, and it, you can do it by payroll deduction, it says. You can do it by automatic bank withdrawal, credit card. You can close a check. You can close cash. It looks like... <laughs> You do anything. <laughs> anything that you want <laughs> yeah. that you will work with with folks. And now, do they have a choice? Like, say, well, I want this to go toward, um, I don't know, some this certain area or that certain area, mm-hmm. or is it generally it's going the United Way and you decide what to do with it? How does that work? So they can be specific on those 60 programs if they choose to, but I come okay. back and I share about the balancing. Okay. Because if we did that, where we just had it only going to, like I said, one area of need. So... Say we just decided to do um, tutoring only sure. for for students. Literacy, let's do literacy only. We did literacy only. That helps them in one area of the many areas that they need help in. What happens to those other areas for them, right, to grow in, to be self-sufficient? Um, so what I share with that is that to letting the dollars flow through all of those um, agencies and programs, that means that person's going to be helped all the way around in their lives versus one aspect. Sure. So their dollars are more powerful when they let it just go through than it is into one area. And it's more powerful for our communities, again, to stay strong and sustainable because we won't stay balanced, strong, and sustainable if we go to one specific area. Now, I notice you have different levels, and I know we do this at the university, too, and the hospital does the same thing where there's a golden heart level, $500 oh, sure. to 
749, the grand heart. What does all that mean, and what's the significance of being at a specific level? They're just a... Uh, you just get identified that way okay. at that, that giving level. And some individuals like to be at a certain level of giving and be recognized. We have okay. others that are anonymous that don't sure. want to um, be recognized at all. It's really about the individual um, desires of a, of a donor of where they want to be. But we do have uh, recognition levels. and We have a heart club booklet that we create, and that's anyone who gives $500 or more. Okay. Um, with a pledge or in-kind donation or a sponsorship, and they get that booklet. And a lot of people look through that to see where the so-and-so is at, or sure. maybe they're in a certain business and they, they want to see where the other businesses that are in the same field as them, where are they at, where should mm-hmm. they be. Um, I do know that the, the, the businesses really appreciate having all of these programs and being able to rely on United Way doing the vetting system and being able to give the dollars one time that can get spread out. Um, versus giving a whole bunch of individual checks. That definitely is a review process we just did with a number of them, and they, they are very thankful to having that vetting process done. And you also have the option of people, what they call, leave a legacy. So if somebody wants to leave their estate or mm-hmm. p- future planning, that you have somebody, obviously, at your office that works with that, too. Yes, very so, much so. So what do people do if they want to do that? So they can just get a hold of us again. Get a, I'd call 507-345-4551 and ask for me, Barb Kaus, and we will get them connected into what, what we have set up. Do you have a number at this point? You mentioned $2.25 million is your goal for 2024. Have you, do you, are you on your way, well on your way? Usually when they have a, a campaigns, they're usually a, at a certain point, or, or is that a secret yet? Well, we're just starting. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, we're just starting. August 1st will be our, our big our okay, big push forward. Push. Win with Heart is really the, the big one of that, August 2nd, when we have that luncheon oh, next week. okay. We'll have well over seven, about seven hundred women there. Yeah, it's gonna that. That's our powerful event to get us going. And then we have all the corporate gifts come in, and then we do the employee campaign rallies. So if I would say if anyone doesn't have that within their workplace, where they have the option to learn about the great works mm-hmm. that all these programs are doing and the initiatives that are out there, and having United Way come in and share that, and how they can do it through payroll deduction or whatever means, like you had shared earlier, the different ways that they can do that. Um, and educate them on what's going on and the issues that are going on in our community, they please should ask. We would love to come in and be able to share. And that's another way for businesses to invest in their employees besides inside the four walls where they take care of their employees and provide benefits, right, and all those different aspects. Now they're going outside those four walls in the communities to make sure when those employees go home to their families or maybe their spouse works at a different place, a different town within the four county area, knowing that that's going to be staying sustainable and balanced because of the work that they're investing as their business by donating to United Way. Well, you're doing some wonderful work, Barb. I appreciate you coming in. Barb Kaus, the president of the Mankato, Greater Mankato Area United Way, which includes more than just Mankato, includes, you mentioned Wasika, Blue Earth County, County, Lesur, Lesur, Nicollet, and Wasika. So a wide a wide swath here in southern Minnesota. Yes. Anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? I appreciate your time, by the way. I just wanted to share that it doesn't matter what anyone gives. Everything adds up. So it's not, not to ever feel that the amount that you can donate is too small. Nothing's too small. I love it that you have on the back, you have contributions, how they make a difference. A dollar a week, just a dollar, 
provides two nights of crisis nursery service for a child, one week of meals for a senior for a dollar a week, um, a dollar a week recreational event for 25 individuals with disabilities. And, and it goes, of course, on and on. But I mean, it shows just mm-hmm. a small amount makes a huge difference. Shows the power of the dollar, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Barb, thank you so much. It's always great to have you and good luck. I hope it goes well. Thank you. All right. Take care.